Hey, you are listening to Ecom Beats, an unusual podcast to help e-commerce brand grow faster. And this is your host Ash Romi. Today we have a very special guest, Ruth Evenheim. Hey, Ruth, how's thing going? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. So, can you please tell us uh, a little bit about your background and? how you really get into e-commerce yeah sure um so i was actually in the army for quite a few years i worked in it and uh, i mm-hmm. liked the field but not but i had a little bit of an issue with the you know army is a very strict kind of uh, place so i was really looking forward to going out into the civilian field and working for a high-tech company. But when I did, I found out that pretty quickly, I felt very unsatisfied with my job. I just wanted to do something different. Uh, And at the same time, my brother, who is actually at the moment also my business partner, uh, had his own Shopify Plus store Mm -hmm. that was doing really well. And he encouraged me to try it out for myself. And that's where it all started. I just um, found myself starting uh, my own online store. I actually managed two different stores before we decided together, my brother and I, to actually mm-hmm. breach out into the app development field for Shopify. A fun question that is, what really gets you out of bed every morning? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so for me personally, the one thing that I really want is to live a truly fulfilled life and to help other people mm-hmm. do the same. And I feel like um, what we do right now, what we do to support other um, entrepreneurs, e-commerce business owners is exactly that. Help them make their business a success and actually succeed in living mm-hmm. the kind of lifestyle that they want. And it's just every morning is fun, you know, creating something new, connecting with other amazing people who work in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So what really motivated you to start style your app? Is there anything special and that that is why you get into it? Yeah. So like I said, um, both Ari and I were merchant. Uh, in the Shopify uh, platform and we just we had this fantasy of starting an app we had a lot of ideas because as merchants you know what you're missing and what you think exists but could be better Um, and we had this fantasy but then uh, Ari actually had a meeting with uh, Lux the guys from Lux Reviews and they are and they just lit a fire under our asses we just really wanted to to mm-hmm. get into the apps field after talking to them because they just um, kind of showed us what was possible when you go into this field um, so mm-hmm. that that was basically it we just really wanted to get into the SaaS uh, side of e-commerce rather than just being merchants gotcha so I believe that every great idea comes from yeah a person's own problem uh, actually I am working right now with a SaaS project and I felt the same and that is why I started that thing yeah. I totally understand that so how long have you been in the business of helping e-commerce retailers for um, we currently have three apps out in the app store uh, the first one 
was launched uh, September um, 18. So a little less than a year, about like seven or eight months that we've been uh, in the field. And you know, it's, it's so much more fun than we expected and it's going so much faster than we expected. And I think your app is really growing so fast and I really like that thing. Yeah. So I, I was just checking your apps and I think that's a really good start and you are really growing very fast. So what is the goal of your company? I mean, is there anything, a special goal from your company like helping merchants getting more, more sales from abandoned checkouts or something like that or like um, increasing the average order value or something like that? So obviously each app has its own goal, but our goal as a company is really to just create solutions that are easy to use, comfortable, and just provide a positive ROI to the merchants. Our goal is to never take more value than we give. So we make sure when we create the uh, payment levels for each of our apps that in the end, we never take more money than we make. Obviously, it depends on the merchant and how they use, they decide to use the app. But uh, as, as much as we can control it, we try to give more, more value than we ever take. Gotcha. That totally makes sense. And yeah, I know you are working with Shopify and your all the apps are only for Shopify. But do you have any other platform choice for merchants? or if there, there is any, why you would really choose that platform besides Shopify? So, yeah, so for uh, for our main app, Reconvert, um, since we're actually, what we're doing is uh, editing the Shopify thank you page, we don't really have the option to take this app into any external, um, any other e-commerce platform, because this is specifically designed for Shopify. Uh, but we do have big plans to come out um, hopefully this year with apps that will be able to also branch out of Shopify and give merchants from WooCommerce or Magento or any other uh, platform the ability to do exactly the same thing. Gotcha. So would you really like to tell a little bit about that app? I'm really curious to know. Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, Reconvert, like I said, is an app that edits the thank you page. And this page seems like a, an afterthought yeah. to most merchants. And I get why, because, you know, people already purchased. Um, it, this is an exit door from your store. They just get there, get some details about their orders and leave. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, and what we've seen is that the really big guys in e-commerce, like Amazon and eBay and AliExpress, mm -hmm they have a thank you page that is not just an empty page with some order details, yeah. but you actually have some books to get you back into the store. So in the thank you page, they have uh, product recommendations, uh, email sign-up forms, mm -hmm. discounts, sales, everything to make sure that you don't feel like you've just stepped out of the store and you have um, a way to tempt the customer back to buy again. So that's basically what we do with Reconvert. We let you do the same thing in Shopify without having to pay developers a lot of money and work very hard on 
figuring out exactly how you want everything to look. We just give the merchant full um, flexibility and full control to do whatever he needs to do. And you can add things like post-purchase surveys, you can collect birthdays, you can add uh, product recommendations and product upsells, a pop-up with a discount. We give a lot of options and we also try to integrate with as many apps as possible. Got so we now have an integration with four different reviews apps to allow you to, when you are upselling products on the thank you page, also show their ratings. We have an integration with 17Track to allow you to easily offer tracking information on the thank you page without leaving to an external page. Uh, and we also have some integrations with apps like SMS Bump and Toby and Clavio to send out birthday automations. Got and this is just the tip of the icing. <laughs> <laughs> so a common problem in e-commerce is retailers having traffic but no conversions. If they are gathering traffic but yeah. not making any sales, what would you really recommend for that situation? Um, so this is really about looking at the entire funnel and thinking how you could optimize it. So it starts all the way from making sure that the traffic you're getting is targeted quality traffic. A lot of the times with Facebook ads, for example, you would get a lot of clicks, but these are not necessarily the kind of people who would end up purchasing from you. So you need to make sure that you're bringing the right traffic in. And once you've made sure of that, you also need to make sure that your website is fully optimized. And there are a lot of things that go into that. We actually have a full uh, post on our blog talking about optimizing your website for conversions. But I would say um, like the obvious things are making sure that the language is okay, there's no stupid spelling mistakes, that the colors are pleasant on the eyes and the branding looks okay. It doesn't have to be perfect, but looks something that you would trust. Mm -hmm. Something that basically encourages trust. And the most important thing, if you ask me, of course, there's, like I said, there's a lot of things that you can do to encourage trust in your website. But the most important thing is to make sure that you understand that most people will not go into your website and buy on their first visit. Most people need to think about it. And while they're thinking about it, they tend to forget about you entirely. So you need to make sure that doesn't happen. And the way to make sure that they don't forget about you is to actually collect their uh, contact information on the website, whatever it's email, uh, push, Mm -hmm. Messenger or SMS, you need to collect your customers into distribution lists, as many as possible. If you can collect all four, but in different stages in the purchasing experience. So it's not like four pop-ups uh, popping up at the customer at the same time. Yeah. And then if the customer uh, visited and left and didn't come back in an X amount of hours or days or weeks, you can actually send him a discount and invite him to come back and complete the purchase yeah so that will really increase the retention rate right yeah but it's it's before retention it's the conversion rate because yeah. it's really people who never purchased from you and you need to make sure that you don't just count on them coming to your website and being amazed with the products you have and purchasing on the spot because in 90% of the cases this is not what happens you need to keep in touch with them to get them to make this first sell gotcha 
So do you see mobile users as being the future of e-commerce retailers? What are your personal I think mobile users Yeah. Yeah, so I think mobile users are the future of everything really. Most of us uh, spend our time browsing on mobile, but that doesn't mean that we should um, neglect desktop. I personally still, even though I'm browsing in mobile, I still feel more comfortable making a purchase on desktop and I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> so yeah. we do need to take into account both mobile and desktop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that, you know, soon enough voice is going to change the game entirely. So it might be irrelevant soon. Yeah. So actually yeah. I have a question on branding, like I am running a branding agency. Do you think a branded e-commerce store help merchants to stay in the top? I do. I think branding is very important. Um, but I think when you're first starting out and you don't really know yet what you're doing or you don't have the money, um, a simple, um, you know, a simple thing like staying consistent with your brand's colors and uh, making sure to use kind of the same tone of voice when you talk, when you write to your customers or talk to them, uh, that's a good way to start. I mean, you don't have to start, in my opinion, with, uh, with a crazy branding experience like some of the big uh, brands out there have. But when you're looking to grow and really become something that's a household name and not just a small store that's making some money, then yeah, you have to make sure that your branding is on point. Yeah, I see that as like this, like if you want to stay in the top and if you want to stay in the game, then you have to come up with a branding strategy. As you said, Mm -hmm. uh, when they are starting, they can just uh, really follow some branding steps, not spending a lot of money on branding, that is okay. But when someone is really want to stay in the loop or stay in the game, they should definitely do that thing, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's your thought on data-driven marketing? I think data is a marketer's best friend. Uh, You have to know what kind of results you are getting from your marketing efforts um, and yeah. by these results you can decide where you want to invest more money more effort and more time if you don't know where you're getting your results then you don't know what actually works and you might be spending time and money in things that don't work but i would also say that sometimes the things that don't give us the direct results the direct sell let's say are super important and we should still focus on them. So if you're working on content marketing, it might not give you direct sales uh, in the first six months or even 12 months, but you should still work on that because this is something that helps you brand yourself and helps you keep your relationship with your customers and build an audience. Gotcha. So an unusual question, like, I like to ask unusual question in this podcast, you know, so push email or messenger, which would be the next channel to engage with audience? Wow. Um, push email or messenger. I think all three, yeah. honestly, I think all three are valid and very important and you should, uh, I, I couldn't really choose one. I think each one of them has its own advantages and disadvantages. Like emails, there's yeah. a lot of spamming emails and people are not opening as, as much. Messenger, Facebook are slowly um, piling up 
uh, problems with using Messenger, um, and Push has a lot of limitations of its own, and some devices don't even support it. So each of them has its own advantages and disadvantages, and the merchant should just offer the option for the customer to choose which one he wants to sign up to. That's my opinion. Like, God, if, yeah. if I actually notice my Messenger uh, inbox, then I would mm-hmm. want to sign in for Messenger. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from my personal experience, what, what I really saw is Messenger is such a distraction, you know, because you are getting all the messages there mm-hmm. and if a brand is sending uh, messages on Messenger, that not really seems good for sometimes. Like, uh, people already know about bot, right? Yeah. Few few years ago, they didn't know about bot, and right now, when someone is getting messages from a bot, they really getting pissed off, right? So from that perspective, I think email and push still have the ability to convert more than messenger. Like I don't really check any messages on messenger, cause you know I I know already that this is coming from a bot. So if any company really can take this to the next level with a human touch, then I think that will really explode it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, for me personally, I feel the same way about email. I don't really open my emails. I even have a spam email that when I sign up to places, I usually use it. Um, so, so Messenger for me would work better. But yeah, a lot of companies are just sending out these automated, uh, automatic messages. They don't feel personal and you kind of don't even read them. So you kind of mm-hmm. really need to know how to catch your customer's attention. I got a really mm-hmm. cute message once from a website I visited uh, on Messenger. Yeah. And it had this really funny GIF. So it really caught my attention. And I even ended up converting from this website because they just reminded me why I like them so much in the first place because they were fun and funny. So I think it's all about how you communicate. Yeah, mm-hmm. that really depend on that tone and others words like uh, I know about uh, Gmail that is filtering all the time mm-hmm. the, those uh, words like promotion, discounts and they are putting that into promotion or either in spam. Yeah. So that's totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. So where do you think the future of e-commerce marketing is heading? That's a really good question. Um, I really believe um, e-commerce is the future. It's the present and it's the future. People are buying less and less in real life uh, and more and more e-commerce. And I think there's a lot of changes coming in with, um, you know, with AI, with voice, with um, augmented reality. So I think this is yeah. where the future is going. How it will affect marketing, I think it's yet to be seen. Um, and it just means that every e-commerce brand and every marketing agency needs to be on its toes and actually keep learning the new technologies that are coming out to know how to adjust themselves to the new world. Yeah, um, on air, actually, I was testing an app a few days ago and I really found that really helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a really sneaker freaks, you know. So, <laughs> I was checking that app and I was just checking how this sneaker will really look like on my feet. And that was really cool. And yeah. I think we are already seeing a lot of improvement on air things. 
So give us your elevator pitch for e-commerce marketing. Um, well, I think the the big thing is, like I said, to keep learning and keep um, on your toes and, you know, learning from the big people who know how to market. There's plenty out there and there's so much mm. information on podcasts and YouTube and blogs. So whichever uh, form of learning is more comfortable for you is good. Uh, and not just feeling safe where they are at, but keep um, keep learning how to grow their business some more. Uh, I think one thing is to not be afraid to try out new ventures. So a lot of the times we would go to the safe places to what everyone else is, are doing, like um, Facebook mm. or Google. Uh, but you could bring out to, let's say, Bing and see really good results there because not a lot of people yeah. are marketing there. Um, see if there is uh, an option to advertise on Alexa I don't actually know if there is but um, just look for these new places to advertise in that you might not have a lot of information about and you might not mm -hmm. know if it works but invest it a little bit to see if it's something that actually works for you because these new places are usually well a lot of um, really good traffic comes from because it's not saturated gotcha. yet. Actually, one of my friends few days ago was saying me that every single marketing tips and tricks are not working and he said that that sucks. Actually, I can understand that thing. Uh, I think personally marketing is more about playing with human psychology and make the masses around mm -hmm. that i mean make them make your masses around your audience thought and psychology and i think that will drive the conversion yeah. crazy i i completely agree with you i think communities are the future of marketing creating a community around your brand is really the way to like get people to keep following you and then um not just buy from you but engage with you and share your brand share with their friends it's the best way to to just keep marketing for kind of like for free. You're creating a community and this community keeps growing and you keep getting sales out of it. And you have all of this audience that is waiting to hear you um, announce any new product. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Thanks for taking some time to share all of this information and tips with our audience. I am really glad to have you here. Thanks for having me again. I had a lot of fun talking to you today.